Hello and welcome in once again to Matt and Mike. Uh, back after almost whew, about two months off, but I've been I've been running into all kinds of people and and uh, getting messages and stuff telling me that uh, they wanted to hear me do another podcast, uh, asking me if I was still doing one that they actually listened. So you know what? There's been a lot of stuff going on in the world of sports, so I figured I would jump back into the podcast world for for a little bit. Might just go ahead and make it a regular thing again. I had a lot of stuff going on. Um, as far as like I switched jobs and, and like I had to travel a little bit and do stuff for that for a couple days. So, you know, I've had a lot of other things going on. So the podcast thing kind of took a back seat, but you know, since, since, uh, people were telling me that they liked it and they listened to it and they were wondering, wondering if I was doing another one, I figured, you know, I might as well go ahead and kick it back off. Cause I really like doing it. And, uh, if you hear anything in the background, um, that would be that it's, you know, Independence Day week apparently as fireworks are still blaring all around my house. Um, so if you hear some weird pop in the background, it's it's fireworks going off. So just enjoy it. Um, you know, it's it's what it's all about. Everybody's quite patriotic throughout the whole week, um, and it's just something we deal with. But yeah, we can we can jump right into it if uh, if you guys want. Uh, happy to be back talking to you guys. Um, but yeah, let's, let's kick it off with the, uh, the whole show I'm going to do the NBA free agency and, and my thoughts on the power teams going forward, because it looks like for the first time in, in several years that we're going to have some, some, uh, evenness, if you will, in the world of, in the world of the NBA, uh, but we're still going to have power teams. So we're going to have, we're going to have several teams that are, that are going to have multiple superstars on it for the first time. I mean, this is probably probably the first time in a while. And when you really break it down, look at the Western Conference. The Western Conference looks really stacked. Like, it's been stacked for years, but this one looks about as stacked as I've seen it. So, I mean, th- this is going to be a very interesting um, interesting NBA season. I, I can't wait for it to get kicked off. Uh, I'm Like I said before, I'm a Lakers fan, so a lot has happened with the Lakers here right recently for the first time in several off seasons. I mean, it just seems like, you know, year after year we're waiting and waiting and we sign like Carlos Boozer or something and really brings people down. And this year, you know, <clears throat> we'll kick it right off with Kawhi. He signed with the Clippers um, on a four year, $142 million deal. That's something I did not foresee coming at all. I thought either he was going to to the Lakers or he was going to stay with the Raptors. But he did sign with the Clippers. But, like, if you think about who Kawhi is, it kind of makes sense. You know, he's not a guy who likes to stand out in the spotlight. He's he's more of a in-the-shadows kind of guy. So, I think Toronto was a good for, fit for him. So, uh, San Antonio, obviously, was a good fit for him. So, the Clippers might be a good fit for him. I'm not mad at the guy or whatever. I'm not even really mad that he may have tried to play the Lakers a little bit and holding off. You know, it's competition, guys i mean it is what it is if if the lakers organization fell for that then you know that's their fault so he does sign with the clippers on a four-year that's max deal and he brings with him paul george in a trade that is you know is is good for both teams okay so it makes the clippers really good right now 
uh, and we'll get into the rest of the people on their on the team currently because they did trade uh, Alexander, their point guard, and five unprotected or four unprotected first round picks, one protected, and then they have the chance to swap two picks in twenty twenty three and twenty five. I believe there's a lot of a lot of picks going uh, to the Thunder's way, and now the Thunder are going to have to decide whether they would like to keep. Russell Westbrook, uh, I know that he is, I heard a report that he had asked for a trade. Not sure if that had been confirmed yet, but if I was him, it makes sense. And if I'm the Thunder organization, then it makes sense also to trade him away. You know, you, you've got Steven Adams, who's probably not going to be there either. Um, you're going to get all these draft picks, see how many draft picks or whatever you can get for Russell Westbrook and maybe a young guy to go with him, uh, you know, and just you know, start over. Cause I mean, look, this is a, this is a franchise that had at the same time, Russell Westbrook, uh, James Harden, Kevin Durant, everybody knows that on the same team and they couldn't get it done. They were younger, obviously nowadays they would more than likely get it done, but they couldn't get it done when they were there. And then it, and then it goes away. They tried it with, uh, Paul George and Carmelo. Then they just tried it with Paul George and Russell didn't work. You know, sometimes it's just, time to come to an end so that's where we're at with that um the other big free agent signings in the offseason was uh ad going well that was a trade to the lakers for pretty much their entire team uh clay did resign on a five-year deal with golden state uh al horford went to the 76ers which is a very underrated move i believe uh, and Kevin Durant and Kyrie was the first big news that broke where they both went to the Nets. And the Lakers, people might not say it's a huge, huge signing or whatever, but they got Boogie Cousins today on a, I've heard two reports. I heard a one-year deal, and then I heard a two-year deal on the vet minimum. So I'm not 100% sure on on the details of that contract. But so what we're going to do, what I'm going to do, I'm the only one here. What I'm going to do is I'm going to start with the Eastern Conference, and I'm going to run through the teams that, to me, I believe are contenders. Uh, and I'll see if I can try to maybe rank these teams. So we want to start with uh, with Boston. Okay, so so the big news was is that Kyrie left the Boston Celtics and went to the Nets. And when, just on paper, that makes not a whole lot of sense. To me, um, it's not leaving a bad team for a contender. It's leaving a contender for a playoff team. So it's just kind of like you're just, you know, going in a straight line here. But uh, Kyrie left the the ball Boston. So Boston goes out and gets Kimball Walker, sweeps him up from Charlotte. Charlotte's left with. Basically nothing. They basically what they did is they ended up doing a side and sign and trade with Rozier, Terry Rozier, and so Terry Rozier is just going to take over for Kimball Walker. They'll just be a slightly worse Charlotte team this year. But Boston, honestly, it depends. If the lineup now, the key players for Boston will be Jalen Brown, Kimball Walker. Kimball Walker is a good teammate. Uh, Gordon Hayward, who has not been himself. Since the injury, he showed flashes of being himself, but he's not all the way back healthy. Uh, Jason Tatum, who last year, after having his breakout rookie year, was just mediocre. I don't know if it was playing with Kyrie or what it was. 
Um, and they signed Enos Cantor um, in the offseason. So that those are their main guys. Um, still a pretty good team. Uh, Marcus Morris left. He went to the Spurs. We'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, they still have... Let's see, still have Mark Smart off the bench, decent defensive player, key piece to that team anyway, and they still have Brad Stevens as coach. So, Kimball Walker is going to go to a place with a really good coach. Scoring wise, he scores as much as Kyrie does. He really plays as well as Kyrie does. So basically, what we got with uh, with Kimball Walker there. Sorry if we get a little delay in action there. Had a little skip. Uh, so what we got there is a good coach, Brad Stevens, and we got a pretty well-rounded team. And we got Kimba, who's a good who's a good uh, teammate. So I'm going to say that Boston's going to be as good, if not better, than last year. Um, really, just on the surface, I believe that. Um, so what I'm going to do now is move to the Nets. So they get Kyrie and KD and DeAndre Jordan. And then, aside from these guys, they have Jared Allen, who plays DeAndre Jordan's position. So they're not going to be on the court at the same time. And they got Spencer Dinwiddie, um, who's a pretty solid player. uh, A guy who's going to be in the starting lineup. But the thing is, look, Kevin Durant's out for the whole year. So basically, it's going to be Kyrie. And a group of guys that D'Angelo Russell took to the to the playoffs last year. So we're going to see if Kyrie can do what D'Angelo Russell did. Now, he was the star. He was the main headline in, in Cleveland. And, you know, that never really worked out for him. But we're going to we're going to see what he can do with this team. I am completely and utterly not sold on the Nets. I have no idea why everybody's so excited about this team. They have nothing but Kyrie and KD. And in my opinion, those guys are always miserable. You know, they're never happy where they're at. They always are looking over their shoulder for something else. And KD hasn't proven that he can carry a team by himself. I mean, he played with Russell Westbrook, and they got far, but they blew it. They He played with the Warriors, who had was loaded with all-stars. So of course, you know, they were going to, uh, of course they were going to go far. Um, so yeah, I'm not sold on the Nets. I mean, they're definitely a playoff team because the Eastern conference is weak, but that's as far as I see it. Now, if KD comes back next year at the, well, not this upcoming year, but the year after and the Achilles thing doesn't slow him down. Like it has a lot of people, then maybe, then maybe they got something there. But who's who's to say? You know, after after this year, that Kyrie's not miserable again because he's on a he's on a team that's not winning or a team that's just you know not what he thought it was going to be. So moving on, um, we can touch on the Heat if you want, guys. But I mean, they got Jimmy Butler. That's that's it. They lost to Son Whiteside. Um, they lost Josh Richardson. They still got who Deion Waiters, so okay, no need to really touch on the Heat. Uh, the Seventy Sixers, we're going to touch on them because this team is absolutely and utterly loaded in the starting five. They have, of course, Joel Embiid. They re-signed Tobias Harris to a five-year deal. They 
they uh, re-upped on on Ben Simmons, gave him his money. They signed out Horford, and they got Josh Richardson, which is I think an underrated trade in from the Heat in that deal for Jimmy Butler. So the starting five at the moment looks really promising. They did get rid of uh, they got lost McConnell and JJ Redick, who were who were good guys for this team. And the Sixers, it's going to be the same thing again. Um, can they? They lost Jimmy Butler and gained Al Horford, but can they? Can they survive without a bench? Because they don't. They still honestly don't really have one. Um, for my money, though, I think right now this is the best team in the Eastern Conference, uh, possibly. Probably the best team in the Eastern Conference because the Raptors, we can move to them. <laughs> and I wrote Raptors down, and beside each team, you know, I was giving myself little notes to go on because I can't remember everything. But so I write down the Raptors, and I didn't even write down a note beside them because, <laughs> because look, they, they lost Kawhi Leonard. And let's be, be honest, folks, he's the reason that they won the championship, he, he took them there. So now all the the weight in the world for the Raptors is on the shoulders of Kyle Lowry, a guy who's completely okay. Kyle Lowry was amazing in the NBA Finals in moments. He had games where he was incredible. Even in the last game, he was amazing. He he started the the whole flow for that game, and he set the tone for the whole game. But in years past, he's been nowhere in the playoffs. So now the weight of that team is on his shoulders, an aging Mark Gasol, and a uh, they lost Danny Green, obviously, to the Lakers, and Pascal Siakam, who is emerging as a stud in the NBA. Now, like, you know, he could be like the next Giannis, come out of nowhere. I mean, he's a long, athletic, you know, freak of a player, and... They're a playoff team, yeah, sure. They'll be they'll be still be tough, but let's be real, folks. I with, without Kawhi Leonard there, I can't see them duplicating what they did last year. So let's move to the Bucks, who finished the season with the best record in the NBA uh, last year. They had a disappointing exit to the playoffs, but not too bad because they did lose to the eventual defending the eventual fifth champions. I'll get it right in a minute. See, look, you guys want me to do a podcast, can't even speak. To the eventual champions, the Toronto Raptors, they lost in that series after being up 2-0. Now, they got a pair of brothers on the team. They did lose Malcolm Brogdon, which was a big loss. They lost him to Indiana, another team that was just going to kind of roll through the season as 6, 7, or 8 seed or whatever. Um, So I'm not going to touch on the Pacers. Um, They lost him. They did get, they re-signed Brooke Lopez, and they got Robin Lopez, his brother. So, they got brothers on the team, and then one of Giannis's, uh brothers is actually on the team. I think Thanus, the, I cannot remember exactly how to pronounce his name, but the one that starts with a T. He's on the team now. So, we got two sets of brothers. Uh, they re-signed uh, Middleton. For a big contract, which people seem to be upset about, but come on now, uh, what what else are you gonna do? There are worse contracts in the league than what Middleton has. The guy, you know, he scores over twenty points a game. If he does that, you know, lock him up. And they did. 
So the Bucks are going to be back healthy, healthy and and ready to go. Uh, but I don't know. Can Giannis make another leap? He's 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 improved every single year, and he was the MVP this year. Does he have anything above where he's at, or is he at his ceiling? Because if he's at his ceiling, I think I would probably like the Sixers right now over them. But if he's not, but if he's not at his ceiling, then there's a possibility that I would take the Bucks over the 76ers. Either way, those two teams are one and two in the East. The the Nets are not, they're not there. They're like fourth in the East right now. Um. All right. So there's the Eastern Conference with what has transpired. Now the Western Conference is insane. Uh, if I spent 16 minutes on the Eastern Conference just now, geez, I could probably do an hour on the Western Conference, which I'm not going to do. Look, you guys wanted a new podcast. I'm not going to. Uh, I'm not going to give you all the goods, a whole solid hour of me speaking. I know everybody wants to hear that, but I'm not going to do that for you. So where to start in the Western Conference? Let's just start with the Pelicans. How about that? Okay. So New Orleans finally gave up and and gave in to LA and traded away uh, Anthony Davis to the Lakers for pretty much their entire team. Uh, Alonzo Ball, Josh Hart, Brandon Ingram. Uh, what did they get? Draft picks. They got all kinds of crap. I don't know. They they got like uh, one of the tour buses, something like that. Anyway, so they traded all that. They did get draft Zion Williamson, who looks completely unathletic and out of shape. Maybe not unathletic, but he looks out of shape. He don't look as athletic as I've seen him look before. He looked. He actually got hurt last night in the summer league game, and he will not play the rest of the summer league. They also got J.J. Redick, who's an underrated pickup, a guy who can really still shoot. He was really good for the Sixers last year. Uh, definitely earned his money more than I thought he would. Uh, so Zion, J.J., uh, Young Lakers, they lost Julius Randle to the Knicks. Um, they're going to be a fun team. They'll be a fun team to watch. But Zion injury-prone, uh, Lonzo injury-prone, Ingram blood clot issue. Uh, Josh Hart's unproven. Still got Drew Holiday, who's good. Mm, that's tough. Gosh, them they're they're a good team, but they may not be a playoff team. That's how good the Western Conference is right now. It's incredible. Uh, moving on to from the Pelicans, we'll go to the Spurs, which is uh, which is. Okay, this is a kind of a scary, sneaky, good team. I think that they're building here in San Antonio because I really like uh, Lonnie Walker, uh, young guy. I really like Jonte Murray, uh, another good player from last year. They got Rudy Gay, who look, he's a good player. He's a solid player, and if you're playing for the Spurs, then <laughs> you're going to be well taken care of, even when you're a little older. And and they they just know how to use older players, so. They're going to get more out of Rudy Gay. Um, Mark Saunders, also still very, very productive. Uh, Damari Carroll is another older player who struggled to stay healthy, but now he's with the Spurs. You never know. He could. They like to rest and, and, and play players the right way. Marcus Morris, they picked up, was a very tough-nosed individual. And they still got now a very, very determined 
um, player. Well, I just completely blanked on on his name. Uh, yep, moving on. So I think the Spurs are uh, are very underrated. I think sneaky underrated, which they usually are. So they might fly under the radar this year and uh, and make something happen. So. Yeah, well, I have no idea what is going on with this guy that I cannot remember his name, but it's driving me absolutely bonkers. Uh, DeMar DeRozan. Yeah, there it is. Okay, DeMar DeRozan, who's more motivated than ever, probably, after watching the Raptors, who, you know, was his, his family for years, and Kyle Lowry just go get a championship. He's going to be more motivated than ever to, to come back and have a good year. So, yeah, watch for the Spurs. I mean... Not necessarily a top-tier team, but very, very sneaky. So what we're going to do now is go to Utah, who's made some off-season moves. They picked up uh, Bohan Bogdanovic. Uh, they traded for Mike Conley, so they still got Rudy Gay. Uh, they picked up Gerald Green. Donovan Mitchell's still there. Picked up Emmanuel Moutier. So they, they're they a loaded team with Joe Ingles. They still got Jay Crowder. Um, they lost Favors, but Favors was really underperforming, honestly. Um, so Utah is another kind of sneaky team. They're going to be good. They're going to be a hard out. You know, if they're a team you run into in the playoffs, they're not going to be an easy out for some of these teams that have built all-star teams. But so I like what Utah's done. Uh, the, the Blazers I've got here. Now they signed a couple free agents. They got, they got Kent Bazemore who was a productive player. They traded for Hassan Whiteside, which is huge. They got rid of Myers Leonard and Mo Harkless for him, which Harkless never really panned out. Myers Leonard, he was not a bad, he was a serviceable guy, and he had a couple big games in the playoffs. But Hassan Whiteside's a different animal. If he's if he's healthy and he's and he's and he's ready and he's there, you know, with Lillard and McCollum, which they locked up Lillard. And Nurkic, see, this is the thing. Nurkic, I assume, is going to be back at some point next season. Um, so I'm not really sure how that's going to play in. But again, the Blazers are a good team with Whiteside, but they're just... I just don't think see them getting over the hump. They don't really have much outside of those few players. Um, we can go to the Mavs. Who, the Mavs, I thought, were a really good team until I really sat down and looked at their roster. And I'm not quite sold like I was in my head before I really looked at who they had. I thought they had signed more people than what they had done. But basically, they've got Luka Doncic, who was the Rookie of the Year. Tim Hardaway Jr., who's a, you know, he's a serviceable player. He's a decent player. Uh, they got Porzingis, who, look, people can say what they want. I'll never be sold on Porzingis unless he can play. The guy can just not play for more than, like, 10 games, it seems like, and he's out. Again for thirty. So until he's healthy and can prove me to prove to me that he can play a full season, no, I don't care about Chris Stapps Porzingis. I wouldn't have gave him any of those money. Any of that money. So they signed Seth Curry also, the lesser of the two Curry brothers. No offense, but he just is. That's good. He's a good bench player. Whatever. But he's nothing super special anyway. And they got uh Costas Antetokounmpo, who is the other brother of Giannis, Giannis, and unless he turns into Giannis this season, Mavs may not make the playoffs. 
Moving along, let's go to the Denver Nuggets, who I am absolutely terrified of. This team is top to bottom loaded. So Michael Porter Jr. is finally going to play this year. He did get like a little banged up in the summer league, and they're just holding him out. So hopefully that's not a thing that lingers on uh, because he's he really is a rare talent. And they, they drafted Bol Bol, who, man, I really liked. I like kind of wanted the Lakers to draft, but I'm scared. He had the issue with his foot, and the guy that's, you know, 7'7 seven, seven or whatever he is, like – those issues like that are scary, but the guy can run. If you have not actually got to watch him play in a game, man, the guy can run the floor. He can shoot the three. He, he's a very, very athletic guy for as big as he is. So that's, and then they bring back the the rest of the cast. You know, they've got they've got um, they've got Jamal Murray and the Joker. Uh, What's the other guy's name? They got just got loaded full of talent on this team. Gary Harris, they've just got people everywhere. They can shoot the ball and they pass it well. So Denver's a scary team. They don't have, you know, the Joker, like he he Jokovic, he's he's Jokic, he's the only like superstar on the team. Like I would say he's a superstar, but very scary team, very underrated, especially if Michael Porter Jr. and Bobo uh pan out the way I think they might. Could be a very scary team. So Golden State, I'm gonna to touch on them next. So this is this is uh <laughs> this is tough. Okay, because they, they, they signed this is the players that they signed. They signed Willie Colley Stein, who's he's okay, I guess. Uh, they signed Clay back. So they lost Boogie. Oh and the and they got uh, D'Angelo Russell, which I haven't quite figured out what their lineup is right now. This makes no sense. Anyway, um, so they lost Boogie. They lost Grant. They lost Quinn Cook. They lost Iguodala. And, okay, I think that's the main guys they lost. But that's huge. That is huge for this team. Their starting lineup right now, Clay's not even going to, Clay may not even play next year. So what's their starting lineup? They have D'Angelo Russell and uh, Steph Curry. And who? Like, I literally have no idea. This team is depleted. I think they make the playoffs. And I think Clay probably does come back late, late, late in the season. There's a possibility of that. No. I mean, that's... It is weird. Like, it's weird. Like, it, it's a good thing. And, I, like, I've been thinking for years, like, man, I cannot wait till Golden State falls off. But, like, they fell off. Like, <laughs> like off a cliff fell off. So, yeah. Gosh, it's going to be interesting to watch. Like, I'm kind of rooting for them, like, in a weird way. You know, like, I like D'Angelo Russell. I've been a Laker fan. Like, I felt like I wanted to keep him or whatever. But uh, it's going to be fun to watch and see how they, they strive. It's going to be all on Curry. Man, Curry, this is Curry's team now. Like, there is no, there is no Clay. There is no Durant next year. There's, Draymond's not a superstar. He's, he's a very, very good player, but he's not a superstar. So we'll see what happens to Golden State. Going to be a lot of Curry scoring. Could be like a, you know, <laughs> scoring title kind of, kind of deal for him this year. We'll move on to the Rockets, who just, you know, have just running it back. They've got Capella, Gordon, Harden, TP3. They've signed nobody. 
that I can that I've seen. I think they still got PJ Tucker. It's the same Rockets team. There was reports that Harden CP3 didn't get along, but you know they kind of squashed that. CP3 another year older, another year risking injuries. So I mean it just is what it is. They're just going to be the Rockets again. They're going to be good. Maybe not as good. Maybe just a year older. So we'll see. They're going to be in the mix. Um, probably, you know, three, four seeds, something like that. Out West fighting for the top. Definitely see that. And so that brings us to the Battle of LA. You know, um, like I said to start the podcast, that the Clippers signed Kawhi Leonard to that four year, I think it's a yeah, four year, $142 million deal. And then they traded for Paul George. So, the Clippers, so then the Lakers, you know, answered. They traded with, traded for AD. They signed Boogie. Signed Rondo back. Got Danny Green. KCP re-signed. JaVale McGee re-signed. So, they're loading up the team. So, you look at this on paper, and I'm not sure what the Lakers are going to run with here as far as a starting lineup. Uh, right now, they got Quinn Cook as well. Don't think he would start. I think Rondo probably would be your starter. Uh, but you're just looking at it right now. If you think Rondo... Might, me personally, man, I would start KCP over Danny Green. That's just me. I think he's he's a better scorer. And he's just as good of a defender. So, as good as a defender probably is Danny Green. So, I would the way I would run it, it would be Rondo. KCP is my backcourt. LeBron, it's got to be AD and Boogie. You got to have Kuz, like you, you got to have Kuz coming off the bench. The only reason for that, though, is because you can't have Boogie coming off the bench because you got JaVale McGee as your backup center. So if you run with Rondo, KCP, LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Boogie Cousins as your starting five, that's a huge starting five. <laughs> down low as well. If you run with that, and then your bench is Quinn Cook, right? Danny Green, Kuzma, Javale McGee, and I'm missing somewhere, somewhere. But you almost got two decent squads running there. I know they signed Jared Dudley, but he's not. I I swear I think this team's gonna like pull a deal for Carmelo or something and, and put him in the mix. It's a possibility. Um, they didn't re-sign Lance. They said so they need a little short in the small forward area, though. But the Clippers, on the other hand, have uh, Patrick Beverly re-signed. So it would be Beverly. I guess Kawhi will play the two, maybe? Unless Paul George plays the four. I have no idea. But they have Montrezl Harrell. Lou Williams, unless Lou Williams decides they could run Beverly, Lou Williams, PG, Kawhi Leonard, and Harrell. That's a pretty small starting five. But the problem with them is that they traded away Gallinari. They traded away Alexander. Oh, man, I'm telling you. Like, I like what the Clippers have done. I'm just not completely sold on them yet. Um,. And I'm, and I'm a guy who picked Toronto to win the NBA Finals. And that's before the playoffs started. I predicted the playoffs and predicted the Toronto Raptors in seven over Golden State Warriors. Now, they did it in six. 
That's amazing. So that's I'm telling you that I'm completely in on Kawhi Leonard as a player and as a leader. I just think in this instance that the Lakers roster is slightly better. So I would give them the edge as the as the number one team, followed by the Clippers, and then probably the Rockets, and then Denver. Then maybe the Blazers. So there's my four top four. Be Lakers, Clippers, Rockets, Denver, Blazers. Top five. Whew. Gosh, Golden State's going to be tough. Man, Golden State's going to be tough if they make the playoffs. Can you imagine a world where Golden State doesn't make the playoffs next year? It could happen. You could you could go Lakers, Clippers, 1-2. Rockets three, Denver four, Blazers five, Utah six. Nah, they'll make it. They'll make it. Clippers, it's gonna be fun. <laughs> it's gonna be so fun. Golden State's gonna up probably six, seven seed next year. Can you imagine that? Wow. So there it is, folks. Wrapped up uh, podcast for you. Put it to bed. 33 minutes. It's kind of a long one. But yeah, put it to bed. Uh, put it to bed for you. So, hey, hey. But I'm going to put this out. And and look, I've put this out on a lot of different podcasts. I've said the same thing. Hey, hit me up. Tell me what you want me to talk about. I know, uh, shout out to one of my friends, Rusty, who I ran into not too long ago. Wanted me to do an MMA one. Uh, so I will work that in. I promise. Um, but I had a lot of free agency stuff to do, so I did that. So, Rusty, if you listen to this, I will touch on the MMA in a future episode, I promise. But like I said, just I share it on two different pages. You know, people that are friends with me, comment, let me know what you want me to talk about, tell me I suck at what I talk about, do whatever you want. I don't care. But, yeah, I'll keep them coming. Just let me know what you want. For Matt and Mike, this is Matt signing off.